You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 306 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What's happening in Gina world? Oh, so uh, lockdown continues here in Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm really uh, starting to, and I, I know this uh, sounds like I'm a bit entitled, I'm missing travel, I'm missing my friends, <laughs> I'm missing my family, but like I keep thinking of that, um, you know, that, that, that experience when you're on a plane and I thought, how can I, how can I recreate this at home? You know, the flight Being experience. On a plane. Yeah. So okay. what I thought is like, cause it's a unique experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. If I get a, like a, one of those Jason recliners, right? Oh yeah. Cause that's like an airplane seat and it just yes. reclines just enough, not quite enough to get comfortable in. Like a lazy and, boy. Yeah, lazy boy, right? Yeah. So one of those. And then, of course, position is important. You want to position it just outside your toilet because that's usually <laughs> where you sit, right? So that you get that, that, that for, that, for the ambiance of the flight experience, you get that waft every time someone comes out of the bathroom, right? I and purposely then, pick a seat that's nowhere near a toilet. Like, all I right, do but you never purpose. do. You never get the good seat, right? So, and then you you want to eat like for a so you want to sit in that seat when you're from Australia for two days straight, <laughs> and um and then just eat really highly processed food so you get nicely mm. blocked up. That's the um <laughs> probably the real trick. And just I reckon to make it real ask someone just get one of the neighbor's kids to come and kick the back of your seat every 10 minutes (laughs) and there's the flight experience it's like and and we don't miss out (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a great idea you should totally do that and vlog it yeah 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 just so because i've seen some really um fantastic i posted one in the um facebook group the so you want to be a photographer facebook group about uh using two um uh hot dog sausages oh i saw that that was great <laughs> and then i've seen someone um it looks Do you want like to just he's describe, on a... so what what gene is talking about is an image where in the um in the foreground of the shot it looks like um someone's sunbaking and it's their legs um, up to kind of their knees, you know how you have your knees up when you're sunbaking, yeah. and they're in front of a beautiful sort of beach scene. Yeah. Um, but when you zoom out from the actual image, it's actually two frankfurts. <laughs> and I've seen, I love that, it made me laugh. And then I've seen um, someone who looks like he's sitting by the window seat of a, uh, a, a an airplane, and then mm. you pull back and he's actually sitting in front of his uh, dryer or his washing machine. <laughs> it's really clever, the, the things that people do to have that uh, flight experience. <laughs> to but, amuse themselves. Um, what I have been doing, like, because in Melbourne we um, have uh, uh, we have to wear masks. So everyone is yeah. in masks everywhere you go. So we're no longer seeing um, people's entire faces. You're just seeing eyes. And I thought that this, and I know that there is a lot of other places in the world that are also having the masks introduced. So what you can use this is as a learning experience for photographers, because one of the crucial things to know how to do as a portrait photographer is to recognize when um, someone is smiling authentically or not, right? Yeah. And so... What I've been doing at the supermarket where I'm only looking at people's eyes is, um, is 
trying to recognize uh, what the real smile is and what the fake smile is. And so what I've done for the listeners at home is I've done a little quiz that you can play along with us and I'll tell you next week which the uh, real smile is. But I want you to um, look at, I've got four images in the show notes and you can find those at uh, ginamilitia.com. And while you're there, have a look at the new website and uh, tell me what you think. And I've got four images and they are different kinds of eyes. So I've got all different moods that I've photographed the same person. And um, I want you to see if you can easily recognize the smiling, the authentic smile, because there's a, there's a, um, there's smug, there's scared. um, And uh, there's uh, like, Uh, a couple of others and then there's a real smile in there so pick the real smile and learn to recognize that real smile because when when I first started photographing portraits I never saw it I never saw the difference between a real smile or a fake smile or having I call it someone home in the eyes a light in the eyes life in the eyes right when you're first starting out you're just happy that your photo is sharp and the lighting looks okay you're not known and these are the little one percenters but i see so many portraits where you look at the eyes of the model and they look scared they look Mm. scared or they're dazed the eyes are glazed over because they've just been holding that's the, the a fake smile for too long and there's just there's nothing home in the eyes so you can really take your Uh, portrait photography to the next level with the smiling eyes so I think it's really important if people head over to ginamilitia.com and look at this quiz how will they know the answer I'll tell you next week okay fantastic all right so there's four images of um a guy called Paul actually uh and head on over to ginamilitia.com com for this quiz look in the blog section and um we'll tell you the answer next week I yeah like and, it. For, I like and it. for the and for the goldies that are listening um at, at, in the gold community there is an in-depth tutorial that i've created on how to pose and direct an authentic smile so you can check that out and i've given you a ton of examples and broken down the anatomy of a real smile and how to spot that and and uh, what you need to do to draw that out and it shows me directing and posing people to bring that authentic smile out which is something that we uh, talk about a lot in the goal community and it's been going off this week Val we've been just like members are excited that they're getting their work published because I've pushed them yeah. to go out there and get you know get their work out there and have a go and um, then um, seeing the members like absolutely nailing lighting to to the point where they can light anywhere and create consistent lighting, which makes me uh, so happy. And I'm working on new t- tutorials on um, working with coloured gel. And I've got some new ones coming up uh, showing you how I use the Godox gear to shoot. And so it's not like um, that I'm showing you how to, you know, you can get this shot if you use this $50,000 light. It's like I'm using really... Um, basic and inexpensive lighting lighting is lighting so you can if you can achieve it with a fifty thousand dollar light you can also achieve it with a you know eighty dollar speed light if you want so um you know that's there's some of the the tutorials coming out um in the gold val and if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the gold community have a listen to this this podcast is brought to you by the gold community If you want to take your photography to the next level, I'd like to invite you to join my Gold community. I love mentoring members and many achieve so much more than they think is possible. Here's what Frank Romano had to say. Your Gold community is top of the class. It's world-class learning and you're so generous and you're brilliant at the way that you explain things. So if you want to be a great golfer, you've got to go and and pay for golf lessons. If you want to be a great musician, you've got to go and pay for music lessons. If you want to be a great photographer, well, there's a price to pay and uh, and it's not a lot compared to what you're going to get back. I've already already recouped the money that I've invested in learning. I've got that back at least 10 times over. 
point. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's just great. On, just on the work that I've done. I mean, you know, people engaging me and paying me thousands of dollars to, to you know, yeah. and, and shoot stuff. That never would have happened if I didn't invest my money in things such as the gold membership. If you'd like to find out more about the gold community, just go to genomilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, so let's move on to this week's topic, which is how to boost your creativity and take original images that get noticed. I really like this, mm, boosting your creativity, because it's something that is a little bit intangible and yet yep. is so important to photography. So where do we start with this one? All right, so let's start with uh, talking about what actually is creativity because let's define it. So, you know, the definition is creativity is the ability of a person to create, perform or think of something in a way that has not been done before. All right, so why do you need to be creative? What's the importance? And it's like, look, let's think about this from an earning perspective. So Val, according to uh, a survey that Adobe did, people that identify as creative actually earn 17% more money than those who don't. You know, it's a, it's a valuable uh, skill to have. So, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a survey of 1,500 CEOs, IBM found that creativity is the number one trait needed for business success. And I agree 100% with this. So, you know, from a p- photography perspective, you know, we, we're we in a world now where it, it's, it's not, the, the cameras have gotten so good and smartphones has gotten so good that it's never been easier to take a decent photo. So by decent, one that all your Facebook friends will go, oh, wow, you're amazing, you know, when all you've done is held, held up your camera. Whereas like, you know, before the digital age, there, there needed to be some sort of scientific skill involved to take a photo, you know. Yes. So it's good to and bad. To take a decent photo. Yeah, yes. to take a decent photo, you needed to understand how to operate a camera and aperture and eye, and it was all really important. You couldn't just uh, whack the camera on automatic and it did it all for you. Um, but so with these great new cameras, it means that there are people who perhaps didn't have uh, a grasp on, on science and really struggled with that aspect of the the camera can now uh, are going out there and using their creativity to take these amazing shots. So the problem with um, the 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 way things are today is we've also got all this information out there. So there are people that can. Uh, take a decent shot and then go to the internet and go to say somewhere like Pinterest or Instagram and just like, I like that photo. I'm just going to copy it and, and put it out there. And the problem with just simply following these trends and copying photos like this is the work can be done by anyone, Val, and therefore it devalues it. So you want to think about this as a photographer moving forward in your career. Do you want to be hired as someone who just pushes the button and just, you know, comes up with the same thing that everyone else is doing? Or do you want to be hired for your creativity? Because if you're hired for your creativity, you have the ability to come up with something from nothing virtually and, and give give your clients something new and different, you're going to be worth more as an artist. So creativity is something that um, stands out from the pack. And creativity itself, it's not it's not this magical thing that like some people get it and some people don't. It's available it's available to all of us, but it's just a matter of being able to train that muscle and being able to um, know what you need to do to enhance your ability to be creative. All right? So Yeah. There there are there are ways that like before we start and I talk about how you can improve your creativity and I've got a number of things that you can a number of exercises that you can do that are really going to help you tune into your creative thinking. There are things that you can do that will uh, immediately kill your creativity. And wow. so um one of them is just sticking to doing the same thing. Just this is the way I've done it. This is the way I'm always going to do it. But, Big creativity killer, all right? Another one is um, never ask questions. And so 
this is kind of uh, something that, that happens, I guess, as we grow older, or you may, may have had a bad experience when you were a kid. There are a lot of people, I see it all the time, that are too shy to ask, I don't understand this, or how does this work? Mm. Because they don't want to seem foolish, right? And um, you may have, as a kid, been told by a teacher, you might have asked a perfectly simple question because you didn't understand this, or you might have been told by a teacher or an adult that that's a dumb question, all right? Now, the one thing that I do with all my assistants when I first start working with them, and definitely with uh, with the Goldies as well, is I say, first and foremost, there's no such thing as a dumb question. There's nothing that you can ask me that I'm going to say that's dumb, all right? Yeah. I yeah. always say... And I say, I say that I have more respect for you as a person if you ask me the same question 20 times until you understand the answer than if you never ask me at all, right? I think that's really okay. important to know. So, so and the other one, uh, the other thing that you can do to uh, kill your creativity is to always avoid making mistakes. So we see this all the time that people refuse to take the next step because what if I stuff it up, mm. right? And they're, they're fearful of making mistakes. So they're the things that you want to uh, watch out for because they are creativity killers, but the good news is there is a ton of stuff that you can do that'll actually increase your creativity and get you thinking outside the box away from what everyone else is doing and get you take your really will take your art to the next level so shall we uh, check out a few of these hacks okay let's go all right so first up val you can rewire your brain and how it thinks all right okay. so um there is some um, science behind this. So they've, they've done studies and the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, right? And of those, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive thoughts. We have the same repetitive thoughts. And if you really thought about it and started like every time a thought popped into your mind, if you wrote it down, you'd notice that over a week or two weeks, I had that thought yesterday. And it's all the same, not good enough, not enough, don't have enough, worry, fear. They're all the same kind of um, negative thoughts, but like we all have them. So the the reason that like not not all negative thoughts are bad like we have them because it's important that we be alert so you've got to think oh if i step out onto the street i might get hit by a car they're good negative thoughts because they keep you alert but most of the negative thoughts we have are just useless they're just useless and they just float around and they can really wreck your day so it's it's they're called um automatic negative thoughts and we're not even aware that we're having these they're just repetitive and you 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 just automatic negative thoughts so um it really is affecting your creativity if you're not aware of having because they, they can spiral you into a um a depressive mood and ruin your day so um I want you to think about this. So, Val, imagine with me, okay? okay? Imagine, so, I'm imagining. imagine that you're standing in a meadow, overlooking a meadow that's knee deep in grass, okay? Can you picture it? Yes. Okay, so the entire meadow. Now, imagine that each of your thoughts, these repetitive thoughts that you have, is a car driving across that meadow, all right? Okay. So, every time you have the same thought, that car, the car is going to go back in exactly the same track. So eventually what yes. happens is if you keep having that thought, the grass on that where the, the car Get continues squished. to drive, what happens? It becomes a path, squished. like a dirt track, yeah. right? Gets squished mm -hmm. and you get a dirt track. So that repetitive thought that you have is now hardwired into your brain. It's there, it's yes. permanent, all right? And mm -hmm. the, the thoughts that we have, they're actually triggered by uh, actions. So like you might wake up and uh, you get out of bed at the same side of the bed every day and then you'll go and you'll go to the bathroom, you'll have a shower and this triggers, you know, you'll get up and you'll go, oh no, another day. <laughs> you'll be in the shower and you go, oh, like, you know, this job or that job, whatever it is, whatever your repetitive thoughts action, but they'll be the same as you're in the shower, as you're having your breakfast, as you're automatically driving to work, you'll get those same patterns of automatic thoughts. 
Now, yes. think about the time when you were last somewhere completely different. Like let's picture you in Hawaii, Val, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, in that beautiful suite at the Moana with the – I know the exact room that you're in. I know the view. Mm. It's uh, beautiful, right? Now, mm-hmm. you've woken up. Possibly the bed is in a completely dis- different position to what you're used to at home and you may be getting out of a different side of the bed and also you've got to think about where the bathroom is. You just can't automatically stumble there so you've got to go a different <laughs> way to get to the- And suddenly um, the automatic thoughts that you usually have are, are, are like short-circuited because you're doing a completely um, different series of events. So that day, going to get the coffee, suddenly you're thinking about it. So you're mm. actually um, in the moment because everything is so new and different. And so what this does is uh, it disconnects those uh, repetitive thoughts. So that's why when we're on holidays, we're much, much happier. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Well, we might be well more relaxed. We're more relaxed when, but we're generally. not in that automatic, you know, repetitive thought pattern. So mm. now we can't, we can't just go on a holiday to 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 short circuit these repetitive thoughts. But there's things that you, there's sure. there's really simple things that you can do to sort of hack your your brain and and sort of. Um, disconnect that, that, that hard wiring. And so what you can do is change things up a bit. So something as simple as uh, if you're right-handed, brush your teeth with your left hand. Okay. So suddenly you're, you're doing something different and you're thinking about it and you're forcing yourself to be in the moment. Or when you're going to work, don't take the same automatic. Have you ever driven to work and then not remembered driving? Well, I've driven to somewhere and ended up driving to a different destination because, because that you're in an automatic I, I was autopilot. hardwired to go to exactly. that destination instead of the yeah. But All right. what I'm trying to understand is how this relates to photography. Okay, I'm getting to it. All right. Okay. So taking a different way to work as well and disconnects that and um, going to a different shopping mall, having lunch somewhere differently, anything that you can do that disconnects that way of thinking so you're not having those automatic thoughts. Now, you are getting all this um, amazing information all through the day, all these great ideas, right? Mm -hmm. But you just, your brain isn't capable of accepting those ideas because it's in that automatic repetitive thinking mode. So you're getting these, you're getting inspiration all the time and you're getting creative ideas. But if your brain is hardwired in this way, you're going to miss out on this. So what I'm basically saying is trying to find more ways that you can be in the moment, like not into that automatic way of thinking, is Mm -hmm. going to um, reprogram your brain. And if the car's not going up and down that track every day, um, consistently and it's going a different way, you're going to keep the grass nice and green, all right? Okay. And yes. your brain is going to be a lot more flexible and you're actually going to be able to pick up on a lot of those ideas, all right? So being in the moment, even if it's for 30 seconds a day, is going to help with this and rewiring so that you're not living in this automatic way of thinking. And when that inspiration comes or a creative idea comes, you're actually going to be in a position that you'll um, be able to recognize it. Again, when you're on holiday and more relaxed, you get, you, your creative thinking improves as well. You come up with great ideas. That's why when you're in the shower, Val, and you're washing, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're, you're, because you're washing, that's enough of a distraction for that repetitive thinking to, to quieten it down for the creative idea to come in. So that's why that when you're running or washing or doing like a, a, a repetitive task, um, it's going to quiet those repetitive um, thoughts and you're going to be able to hear the inspiration and the creative thoughts a lot better. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, I get, I get fantastic ideas while in the of, shower. Of course, because you're, you're, you're distracted just enough by the process of washing to quieten down those repetitive thoughts and you'll get the creative ones. 
And so anything you can do. Aside, random yeah. aside, I happened to tweet that once that I get my best ideas in the shower. Yeah. And somebody who at the time I didn't know, but now I know very well, but who you know as well, Belinda, mm-hmm. um, Belinda Weaver, mm-hmm. she she read that and then even though we had never met before, she sent me waterproof a waterproof <laughs> pad, notepad and waterproof pencil. Fantastic. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So anyway, just an aside. <clears throat> now, hardcore people will take this even further and do things like meditation and all and 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 that. All meditation is is just recognizing that you've got automatic thoughts and 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 and, and noticing those thoughts and just that and it's a way to um, get rid of that those deep grooves in your grass. All right, so you, okay. you can hear the inspiration. The next way, Val, is yes. to um, challenge your negative thinking, all right? So if you're in a good state of mind, what, what, what are the, some of the feelings you feel? You feel love, you feel joy, you feel gr- gratitude, you're curious, energetic. and you're creative, right? Energetic. You're, and you're energetic. When you're in a negative state, you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, you're worried, you're frustrated, you're angry. Very hard to come up with creative ideas in that state. So it is great for your creative well-being that you try and keep yourself in a positive state. And so, um, but if this is automatic thinking and you're always like the glass is always half empty, then you're always going to bring, put yourself into that negative state. So Try trying to challenge those um, thoughts. And so for every negative thought, so you do this exercise, for every negative thought you have, write at least one positive thought. So, um, you know, if you're worried about um, failing at something, uh, why don't you think about a time when um, you did uh, make a mistake and what lesson you learned from that and how you how you grew from that um, from that lesson? Like I can give you a, a, an example where I once uh, I used to as a protocol put my memory cards when I'd finished shooting a job uh, and needed to change the card in my back pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I wore jeans that had a hole in that back pocket and I lost an entire memory card. Massive mistake. Lost half the job. Had to tell the client I lost one of the cards, right? Mm. Devastating for me. But on the upside from that fatal mistake that I made, I then developed a protocol that I still use to this day that ensured that... Yes, in and out, <laughs> that I will never, ever lose another card. So I have two systems. If I'm, um, I have a, a red wallet that is, uh, and that I have uh, written on the outside that little wallet that says uh, memory cards do not um do not use so so they go into there and the first thing i say to my assistants is when a card is shot it goes into this wallet and it's not to be removed ever mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and then and then i have the the green wallet which is the go wallet which are the cards that i can use and i also have this in and out system that i use when i'm shooting uh tethered all right and and this whole other protocol of backing up and it's over the top but i haven't lost an image since fell Okay, so I can look back on that moment and know that um, because I learnt from that lesson. All right, you know, and uh, flipping things around, you know, when you miss out on a job, you just got to say, well, that that wasn't for me, or I wasn't ready for that. And I, I missed out on jobs in the early years, and I look back now, and I'm like, well, what a blessing it was because I knew that I lacked the skills at that time to be able to handle that job well. So it was actually a good thing that I waited a little while, and then when I came back and I did pick up that particular client, I was ready for them. All right. It was a better time to do it. So, you know, you break your leg, you can't work. You'd be grateful that you um, still have it, it will eventually heal. So it's, it's like uh, your co-workers annoying. Try and find something about them that's good. So you're trying to constantly uh, retrain your brain to flip and look at the bright side of things. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. All right. So, and the importance of that is if you want to be creative, you've it's a lot easier to be creative when you're in a positive, you know, expansive love kind of gratitude, curious state. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Next one, Val. 
creativity is something that you want to exercise like a a muscle. So you know that if you want to get um, biceps, one bicep curl is not going to do it. You've got to do several repetitively, you know, every couple of days. And eventually you look down and you've got a bicep, right? Same for six pack and all of that. So, uh, and it doesn't take much. It does not take much. So just and I've, we've talked about this before, five minutes a day, Val, if you dedicate five minutes a day uh, to your creativity, uh, it's, it, the, more you, the more you look for, start, for creative things, the more you see. So like you might want to spend five minutes a day um, as you're driving to work, really noticing light, notice the light on people's faces. I do this all the time when I'm sitting with someone in a cafe, I'm looking at the catch light in their eyes. I'm looking at shadows. Uh, you know, if, if I get up in the night and um, get, get up to have a drink and I'll, I'll look at the, the, the moon creating shadows in the house or, or, and I'm like, wow, that's so different to what the sunlight looks like and really noticing and trying to understand light. And then the more I look for it, the more I see. You can do a simple exercise like find one spot in your house or if you've got a garden or a balcony or something and take the same photo every day and notice the difference because at different times of the year, the light is going to be in a different position and you're really forcing yourself to look deeply at one particular subject. So you're becoming an expert on that particular light in that particular spot. There's other things you can do like um, you can write in a journal daily you know, write your thoughts down. And that that's a great way to increase your creativity or just go into Lightroom and just say, okay, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to edit one image a day in Lightroom. And it just forces you to be creative and do things. And when, when you just give yourself that little, it's not, I'm not going to spend a day doing this because what happens is we, we look for, we, we kind of believe that, oh, I need a full day or a full week mm. before I can sort it out. You're never going to get that time. You just mm. never. So like doing little things consistently is the key to success rather than trying to carve out chunks of time. And I think this is and how frequently. you frequently and consistently. So you do this mm. with your painting, with your writing, with everything. And it's just like, you know, you've got 50 million things on the go, but you might go, I've got 10 minutes here. How, how does it work for yeah. you, Val? Yeah, well, I just want to circle back into what you said about journaling because I'm a big fan of journaling. And um, for those people who have read The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is a great book on creativity, one of the things that she recommends is called Morning Pages and where every morning, now in reality, you might not do it in the morning. Like (laughs) mine is more like late at night. But anyway, she calls them Morning Pages where you just start the day by, she says, just write three pages as in freehand, you know, yep. with a with a pencil or a pen or whatever, in a notebook and just write three pages. You may end up writing more. It's up to you. But it doesn't have to be about anything in particular. It's yep. just emptying your brain. Yeah. And I honestly find that this is one of the most powerful tools to gain clarity on many aspects of life, but particularly in solving creative problems or, or yeah. in, in your creative output. Because the act of writing down without necessarily and, and knowing that you are the only person who's going to read it. Yep. So there's no pressure and you're not producing a piece of writing for publication in, anywhere. You're just writing down your thoughts because when you start writing them down very, very quickly, you often start getting clarity on you know, what your next step is going to be or how to take that photograph yeah. or what kind of lighting you might need to do um, or who should you cast in that shot, you know, yeah. um, or, or how should you style it. Because you, you can sit there for four hours and think about it, but when you start expressing it, you often get that clarity so much quicker. So I really encourage um, you, whether you've got a creative problem you want to solve or not, to try out uh, morning pages. But like I said, in reality, mine's never in the morning. <laughs> Mine is somewhere <laughs> pretty late at night. But it's such a valuable tool um, for your creativity. I really, really think it's great. 
Yeah, and you might find that the first page is just you complaining about, you know... Yeah, and that's okay. ...the neighbours got the whippersnipper going and, oh, my God, and, and, and all of this. But eventually all the guff clears and you get to the good stuff. And then if you want a great uh, creative journal to write in, <laughs> just go to ValerieKoo.com. you still got oh, yeah. those beautiful journals, Val. <laughs> Pick yes. yourself up a Valerie Koo original. There's a whole heap of them and get some cushions while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, um, the next one uh, to improve your creativity, and this is something that I do every morning, every night, through the day, all the time, any time I've got a spare minute, I am a daydreamer. I daydream mm. all the time. And it's like just give yourself five minutes 30 minutes, however you're long, and just dream. I don't care, like just, and go shoot for the stars, really. So think about magical and ridiculous thoughts. Uh, so imagine yourself uh, shooting the cover of Vanity Fair or imagine what your Academy Award acceptance speech, what would yours be, Val? <laughs> Have you not written it in your head? Because I have. I've been planning have, this yes. speech since. I, yeah, I know you've done yours. I've done mine. But of course, and it's it's like it's giving yourself that permission to like imagine and visualize yourself in that um, being successful at something, so that your brain knows that it's possible. And um, you know, I do this all the time and like I know this sounds so woo woo but I cannot tell you how many times I've um, been in a situation I've gone hang on a minute I daydreamed I would be doing this a couple of years ago right yeah it happens all the time so you know you might want to dream that your dream photo assignment and this is a way really let go all right how many people would you photograph what part of the world would you do it what time would it be what lighting gear would you be using because the sky's the limit you've got unlimited budget on anything so how many lights would you use what would you do what what do you want to say and it's like this is getting those creative juices going and it costs you nothing and this in turn gets you into that beautiful positive state right in that happy state where from there the creativity flows so you want to be in that curious creative gratitude love joy state to be able to think up these great ideas so I I do this before this is how I go to sleep every night this is how I go, I, I will go, all right, where do I want to go? What do I want to be doing? Um, you know, favorite photo shoot, a dream photo shoot, winning an art prize, whatever. I've had all those thoughts. It's starring in um, some, oh, if I was in this TV show that I'd just watch, what character would I be? Do you daydream, Val? Yeah, I think... Um... Uh, I don't call it daydreaming, but it, I do that, yes. Yeah, visualising exactly. stuff. And yeah, I often do stuff. it as a um, pre, like a um, getting ready for a shoot. I imagine, all right, so I do a walkthrough in my brain. All right, so this mm. is where I'm going to put my people. This is where I'm going to put my lighting. And this is how I pre-visualise the shoot. And I'm just getting ready and I'm trying. I know you do this as a way of problem solving too Val don't you because it's like you are imagining what the situation will be and you're looking at things that um, uh, might go wrong as well because I know that's in your way of thinking but these it's are all risk good management things. risk management you love it whereas I'm going <laughs> oh la la it's gonna be amazing and then this is gonna be good and all these things and I'm there and you're going yeah but have you thought about this nah <laughs> so but these are all really nice things that you can do and it takes so it, it, okay instead of wondering about all the things that might go wrong dream about all the things that could go right and that will put you into a much better state <laughs> to be a creative thinker all right i now, love it this is one that I know that we're both into and that's mm -hmm. um, stretch your mind, learn oh, a yeah. new skill. We both yes. love yes. learning. Um, love it. And it's like the problem is that many of us, and, and it's like there's this thing about like once you finish school, that's it, you've done with learning. And a lot of people just stop 
being curious about anything being because it's like I don't need to learn anymore I've done I've done it all I've got all the skills I need in life but what happens is this really narrows your thinking and um, you, the older you get if you're not curious about the world around you or developing new skills you actually become really set in your ways and uh, quite boring quite frankly so um you guys that are listening to this show don't have that problem because you're naturally curious and you're tuning into a podcast to improve your uh, you know, photography skills. And I know that if you're listening to one, you're probably listening to 10 other podcasts about all sorts of other things. And I think it's important. And it's like, you know, Val, I think you're probably, out of all the people I know, the queen of upskilling and learning new skills. And I think there's no coincidence that the, 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 the fact that you do this and you run a wildly successful business. So, like, and how many languages are you learning at the moment? No, just one. Not, right, one. Not but what is it? It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like you picked French. What are you trying to learn? Oh, no, I'm trying to learn Indonesian right. at the not moment. Right, not an easy language, really. Yes. But not it's like far. you do it because it's like the lo- the love of learning, you know. It's it's mm. like I know that you're, you're curious and it's like, you know, someone that's come from uh, the accounting background that you have, accounting and what else, economics or what, what mm. else did you yes. – st- how many degrees have you got? 50. Right, but, but, so you study that and then at the age of whatever – like, oh, you were old, you decide, I want to learn macrame. And then, and then if that's not ridiculous enough, you go, I want to learn boogie boarding. So what do you do? You go and hire a boogie boarding champion. What has all of this got to do with creativity? It has everything to do with creativity because learning to learn, I think, is one of the most important skills that you have. And that love of learning is going to set you apart from everyone else. And you'll be amazed at like, I'm sure that there's from boogie boarding, you'll be able to somehow apply that to your writing or to your art or, you know, because the fact that when you're boogie boarding, eventually you're going to get your face ground into the... into the sand right but you know that you have to get up and have another go and then eventually you'll catch that wave so it teaches you all these great skills that you need in life like resilience and uh you know all sorts of other things is that even if what you're learning has got absolutely nothing to do with photography you would be shocked at how you will apply some of that learning to your photography yes so there are things that i have learned in different aspects of life that have absolutely nothing to do with other aspects but i will then apply through creative thinking you then apply some of what you've learned or part of what you've learned to that seemingly unrelated field and it has a huge and and it often makes a huge difference because other people in that field have not thought of that yet because yep. they didn't go bother to yeah. boogie board or learn Indonesian yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 really important. I mean, I mean, I, I constantly like to, in my happy place is if I'm making something. So and that can be as simple as like you know cooking a meal is it like and I'm constantly learning new skills there. I've just believe it or not, listeners, taken myself to Spotlight, bought a sewing machine. I've been sewing, right? Hilarious as that may sound, I really enjoy it because it's just something different and I'm taking it and I'm applying, you know, the love of learning to that. So it's not enough that I'm just going to hack this out and oh, this is how I've always done it. And I'm like, no, why do the, what size do the, do the um, stitches need to be? And when do I use this stitch for this and all of that? And it, it, it really helps me with uh, problem solving and also renovating houses, building tables. And it's like, I love learning and I love learning new skills. And I love applying these problem solving techniques to my photography and there is a crossover and I think it's a a really important part of being creative yeah I love I love the idea of um of learning because it can lead to some of the most unexpected places 
Exactly, exactly. And yeah, you are the master of that. So, um, all right. Another one that I think, uh, and a lot of great artists do this is like you mentioned the journaling, uh, which is just getting up and emptying your mind. It's a great way to clear the dust from, from the mind so that the good, the good ideas can flow, but also, um, have a little, and it's not your phone, have a little proper hard little journal that you carry around and write your thoughts because sometimes they're fleeting. That idea, that 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 that, that creative spark, you kind of like, it's it's there, but it's like it hasn't quite been formed out. But there is that little that little nugget of an idea. Write it down. Write it down when it comes to you because it might be in the shower or you might be out for a walk, and it's like, hey, if I took that. And, but, but you don't quite have time to uh, investigate it further, write it down. And also it might be that uh, you hear a phrase and it just, it resonates with you, write it down. I collect, you know, I collect quotes. I also, mm-hmm. po- poems, like whatever it is, if it makes you feel something, jot it down. It might be that you see a particular color swatch or an interior or an image or something um, collect all these in 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 a notebook and and write your ideas we see like a lot of uh, uh, comedians do this all the time like they'll get a nugget of a, like a premise that they want to expand on and turn that into a you know a fun story that they want to tell so they'll start with something and they'll write that down and then they'll work it and they'll work it and we've talked about working the photo as well we we did an episode on on working the shot so you might have a you might start with one idea and you go, all right, well, how can I work this? Well, here's my idea. And you've got, you've got it all jotted down. And you go, well, hang on. How about if I change this soft light to hard light? Or I use this grid spot? Or I reposition that person? Or I bring in the, the baby flying elephants in the air? Really go there, but write it all down. <laughs> keep that journal going. Do you keep and, a journal, Val? Well, on that, uh, my little warning with that, because I completely agree with everything that you've just said, but I'm holding my journal right now. You may hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can, I'm just looking at something I wrote down last night. So I remember last night um, hearing this word, perspicacity, and I've written it down. And I remember actually thinking all of these ideas that were going to be surrounded with this word, but of course, I don't remember any of those ideas now because all I did was write down the word pers- ah. perspicacity. What yeah. I should have done was written just a couple of sentences to remind me of why that was such a good idea. Yeah. So these, so these ideas I strongly are recommend downloaded. That you, you, that you don't just go write something, a couple of words and think, oh, yeah, I'll remember that because you might not. Yep. Write entire sentences. Exactly. And the, the, the journal is a great thing and there's some, some beautiful ones that have been published from artists and they're actually quite inspiring in themselves where you see, and if you can get your hand, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know that I've seen many artist journals. Um, uh, Leonardo da Vinci had like kept a real, uh, you know, fantastic journal and he's probably, you know, at the top of his game. But, you know, you see where the idea starts and how he adds to it and, and, and jots down little things and just collects stuff. And then suddenly he creates the Last Supper, you know, from there. So um, I think it's a great one. All right. Next, Val is um, really challenge yourself in your craft. And so um, with your photography, uh, each time uh, if you want to take that five minutes and um, time yourself uh, at what it takes to setting up the light and balancing Mm. daylight with flash, all right? Really challenge yourself. Um, Try each day to, uh, you might want to try and memorize three Photoshop shortcuts, you know, and, mm. uh, and try that. And it, it's just because when you become an expert in your field and you know that field inside out, that's when you, when you know all the rules, that's when you can break them, okay? So that once you know everything and you've really challenged yourself, uh, a really good one is uh, when you walk into a room, uh, you might have your camera with you. Before you uh, take a light reading, like you might look through the camera and the camera will meter for you or you've got your light meter, try and guess what the exposure might be. 
And that's going to improve. It's not necessarily going to improve your creativity, but it's going to make you uh, really master that field. And when you master it, then you can think outside the box when you really understand the field that you're in. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, so really challenge yourself in any way you do. Make it a game for yourself, which brings me to the next point, Val, and this is something that we lose as we grow older, is play, the importance of play. So, you know, um, we we tend to think that as we get older, something play is something that is for children, but it's just as important for creatives so like things like um just doodling sketching without like it doesn't matter what the end result is just do it just just you know take a photo without just because and and see what happens or you know um even uh like outside of the photography um genre just try um introduce play into your life like you know there's things like escape rooms that you can do where you've got They're a problem so solved fun. right so fantastic fun. so that yeah. that requires problem solving which is yes. creative thinking how am i going to get into this room well the key if i put the key on the i've never done one but i imagine you've oh, done them great. right i've, I've yeah. done like yeah three or four yeah they're really good all right, so back to the um, – but but do this. When you're playing, do that with the confidence of a four-year-old. If you've ever spoken to a four-year-old, they're so confident about – they're not worrying about what – oh, you're going to make a mistake and everyone's going to laugh at you because they haven't developed that yet, you know, that, that, that they haven't realised that. So they'll just happily go in and go, I'm just playing, I'm just doodling, I'm painting. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know, but I'm just experimenting. So get your camera and it's like, what does this button do? What happens if I touch this? this what happens if I do this on Lightroom it's like um yeah, don't be afraid to go what's this slider do I'm sure you're doing this all the time now that you've discovered hey what's this do yeah. wow look at that that looks good just spend five minutes just playing don't worry about the outcome don't there's no such thing about a mistake because all the mistakes are going to be uh, a learning experience all right mm. so and on that you know develop that childlike sense of wonder and curiosity and I know you've um, talked about finding your uh, developing your creative curiosity Val and this is something that you do and like we this is not meant to be an offensive observation about you but when I see you okay this is a compliment I always picture you as a four-year-old and I know that in many ways I always feel like you've got like so much more experience in a lot of things with me and you're intelligent and all of those things but you have that um childlike sense of wonder about you and it's a good thing does it have I offended you I hope not because it's meant to be a compliment right so because you're the cynical 14 year old I'm the cynical 14 year old I am 14 and I'll be 14 for the rest of my life but I also do have that sort of that that curiosity and um, yes, I can do. behave like a three-year-old as well so if you if you've ever spent an extended amount of time with a three-year-old it's like the questions why is the sky blue why why what's that what are you doing why and 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 as we grow older this is beaten out of us but you know don't be afraid to ask questions. Why is that shadow there? Why? Let me investigate this. Why, when the sun's there and there, why does it cause that shadow? I need to be curious. Follow that curiosity. What is the clarity slider doing? Why is double diffused lighting better than single diffused? And wait, hang on a minute. When can I just use one diffuser? And when is naked flash all right? Why? But why? And 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 follow that. And I know that, like you know, do you have anything to say on following your curiosity? Because it's worked. It's been quite successful for you, Val. Yeah, I really, really, really encourage you if you've got that little niggle or that little thing that piques your interest in something, it's actually so easy to follow your creative curiosity these days compared to, you know, a long time ago because everything is your fingertip is at your fingertips in terms of Google and finding out information. So if there's something that is of interest to you, like I watch TV with my iPad because I have to find out where is that filmed or yeah. did that really happen in real life or you know, what's Montenegro really like? Yeah. <laughs> and so 
you don't necessarily have to do that. But um, if there's something that piques your interest, go down that path and let yourself go down the rabbit holes. Mm. Um, Sure, you might need to put some parameters and some time limits, but (laughs) if you allow yourself to go down those rabbit holes, you'll be surprised at the things that you will find that will suddenly resonate with you that that you then take into your creative work. So I think that that is, um, yeah, my greatest urging is to anything that's remotely piques your interest, um, give into it and see what happens. Yep, fantastic. And finally, Val, uh, I believe that when you're uh, finding your creativity and creating your art, you want to be inwardly motivated rather than outwardly motivated. So by inwardly motivated, it's like you, you do the activity for its own sake without the need for an external reward. So when you're externally motivated, you need evidence that um, the behavior that you're doing, like you, you, you need um, likes from on Facebook or money or fame is the, is the end result. And I think um, that's a lot harder to fill you up. And, if, and, and, and when you're motivated by something outside of you, then, then what happens is uh, your style tends to be dictated by what everyone else thinks of it. So like if you're nervous and you're posting images and you say, what does everyone think? You're going to get 500 answers that are based on everyone else's uh, ideas based on their own fears and insecurity and their own filters and it no longer becomes your work if you post uh, an image of um, a, a, a sexy girl on Instagram with a butt to the camera nice round like water droplets hair wet that typical shot you're going to get a ton of likes all right and so then now suddenly you go well that's art obviously this is good art <laughs> not um so from now on my genre is going to be photographing sexy girls in g-strings with their butt to the camera you know wet down and that is great photography because i get lots of likes and so your 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 work is now dictated by an external force but when you do stuff for yourself that's who you should be really competing with and the questions you need to be asking if you want to ask those questions about the work is technically how can I make this better so and 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 understand what it is that you want to improve about the shot like so how can I improve the lighting on this or you know technical questions but not do you like this it's not enough because you're going to get half the room hating the shot and half the room liking the shot and that's not the point you want to develop your own unique style so when I cook Val I cook for myself I don't you know if I'm cooking for myself I'm cooking for myself and I just get the joy of what wow how that worked you know or I create um I garden um, for myself and it's like I'm, I look at it and I'm like I'm happy with that that is my motivation and mm. you know this podcast is me being curious about photography and every topic I'm sharing is like stuff that I'm genuinely and I hope you can hear it in my voice mm. that I'm genuinely curious about these subjects and I'm so excited about them that I want to share them with you guys and it's the same when I I write my blog I write for myself in the hope that it's like, hey, I'm really excited about this subject. And so when you when you photograph for yourself and you photograph the things that you love that inspire you, then people are going to react to that. They're going to feel that authenticity and that emotion. So that's what I mean by being inwardly motivated. And so, you know, just to finish, there's a quote by um, a guy called Naval. He has a, a podcast that I love as well. And he says, desire is a contract you make to be unhappy until you get what you want. So if you decide that, like, I take this photo and I want to get a thousand likes, it's like it's never going to be enough. So you're better off being inwardly motivated, do the things that you love to make you happy, and you're going to find that people are going to follow and be attracted to that passion, it's, it's, you know, and enthusiasm. It's, 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 it's a really attractive thing. So there you go. That's uh, wow. my thoughts on uh, developing your creativity, Val. Okay, fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode on how to boost your creativity. Um, great stuff, Jaina. Thank so you. So we've come to the end of the episode now. What, do you do, what creative things are you doing in the coming week? 
Uh, I'm building a table at the moment, so I've actually got my mum's old sewing machine that I it, like the, the the you know those old fashioned sewing machine that have got the iron um, legs oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah yeah it's like retro. So I've got that yeah. and I've had it. Um, uh, stripped of the paint and then I'm going to I've got this beautiful recycled timber that I'm going to make a timber top out of so that's you know that and and it's a learning curve for me but you know I've got my power tools they make me happy and I'll have something at the end that I can look at every day and it's a good memory of mum and it makes me happy and that's like you know a typical of something that I do in a week I don't always get it right but I keep going <laughs> back there and having another go what about you Val? Um, I will be heading to, so I've got some artwork in a group exhibition at the oh, Royal right. Botanic yeah. Gardens. Fantastic. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. And so that's on this week. And so I'll be heading in there and checking out what else is going on. The Botanic Gardens is lovely. Great place Amazing. to take photographs. Yeah. Well. So yeah. Where do we find you online, Gina? You find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, then join me in the goal community. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram, particularly Instagram, and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.